Hello everyone, this is the Three Brown Hotels. This is Charlie. Hey, this is Joaquin. And I'm Alejandro. And today we are going to continue our discussions in celebration of NLAD, National Latine uh, AIDS Awareness Day, uh, which is uh, this Friday, October 15th. Um, and today we have another special <laughs> segment. We have two young individuals, um, you know, influencers, uh, hard workers, uh, that have really been working in the field at a, such a young age. And so today they're gonna share their experience as being young Latine people in our community, um, and then their work through influencing their peers and their work. So I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi everyone, my name is Celestial Moreno Luz. My pronouns are she, her, ella, and I am currently serving as the program manager at ReachLA. Um, other than working as the program manager for Reach LA, I am also a multidisciplinary artist who is rooted in photography. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Okay, come through yeah. photography. Okay. <laughs> yes. And hi, my name is Michael, better known as Skittles. Um, I go by he, him, her, queen of everything, that bitch. Ooh. I'm pretty open to it. Nah. Um, so I'm from Ultimate Health Services. I've been here for about two years, going on two years. Also a social media influencer and a makeup artist and a party diva on the weekends, period. <laughs> yes. So, uh, go ahead, Joaquin. Oh. I don't have a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you both for joining us today and for joining us for this conversation because as we know, um, HIV continues to impact our community and continues to be one of the biggest topics that, you know, sometimes we don't talk about and we don't have conversations and honest and earnest conversations. And, you know, I want to come at this conversation both from like our professional lens, right, for the work that we do, um, because the Three Barn Hotels also work in public health. Uh, but I also want to talk about like being part of the community that we service, right, and what we see firsthand. Because a lot of the times, you know, these programs and these things are built on data that takes years to collect and years to put together and years to publish and by the time that that's out it's not fucking relevant to our experiences right it's or it's not relevant to the experience of the young people at that time so what you have is like these outdated conversations of like you know gender identities of sexual behaviors of like social determinants of health and stuff so yeah so before we get into all the rudest stuff like tell us how you got into hiv work like how how did you get it how did you get introduced how did you like walk into it whoever wants to go first okay well um i started off with um just like volunteering from for another agency apla actually where my current boss was from right now so he just reached out to me like he used to be from the tea party the tea party like um community so he reached out to me and he was like hey i heard so much about you i know you through erica um i want to see if you want to you know get an incentive for just helping me promote like what we offer here stuff like that hiv testing and, and like if you want to come to one of the groups i was like well, hell yeah, like, why not? Like, if there's going to be other gays there, I'm on my way, and I'm going to get paid for it. Like, why not, you know? <laughs> so I start, just started off as volunteering, literally, like, just posting on Instagram. Uh, so I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but for some of our listeners who may not know, can you tell us what the Tea Party scene is? So the Tea Party scene is just like an underground, it's basically like backyard flyer party, you know, just with all the, with all the gays, all the lesbians, the trans trans girls it's just basically a party where everyone could be themselves like you know like 
where they can't get into the club. There is like underage stuff that goes down there, but yeah. you know it's been around since like the nineties, and you know I have friends that've been in those decades. That, <laughs> you know they they put me onto the tea parties, like yeah. girl. Yes, I <laughs> so was, was the like tea party scene back in the ninety seven. So yes, yes. Uh, yes, you were. <laughs> we were both in that scene, little yeah. rowdy. But thank you for explaining that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And um, sorry. Even then, like you know, like I mean, I like I'm I, I'm 33. You know, it's like people be like, "Damn, girl, you still at those tea parties?" But I always remember where I come from, and you know, like half the clients That's that I bring up. in, you know, to get tested, and they reach out to me and they tell me like their status or that want want like basically like information about where they could get tested. That's where I basically get them all from. It's from there. So, I mean, I'm not gonna stop like helping out my community just because pe- some people want to say, "Oh, you're too old to be going to those." Like. Thanks. Yeah, no, and, and yeah, that's period because, you know, that's some real stuff. Like, you know, so, so many things are sold to us as like, you know, you got to work towards something, help out and then go and figure something else. Right. Yeah. And it's not about investing in your community and where you come from. So I have mad respect for that because yeah. it's real. And again, you see it, you know, how about you, Celestia? How did you get into it? <laughs> Well, I first want to sort of bounce a little bit off of what Skittles was saying, particularly because I think they're part the party scene, right? The tea party scene is historical. It's queer yeah. historical. Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. I, I think that a lot of where our communities come from is the tea party scene. Some of my first any LGBTQ plus party anything was the tea party scene when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being a veterana and keeping it alive. So I just want to I just wanted to start off with that. Um, and so for me, I think the HIV field is I guess in a more nonprofit context is very new to me. I've only been working at Reach LA for a year. Um, and for folks who don't know who, who, what Reach LA is, Reach LA is a nonprofit that was founded in 1992 to address the inequity that LGBTQIA plus youth in inner city Los Angeles was experiencing. And so since then, now we've become an organization that addresses health holistically. So we, yes, we provide sexual health education and resources, but we also are very committed to social health. We are also committed to social entrepreneurship, personal development, as well as, cre- as, well as creative arts. So I think when we're talking about how to address the need or address the epidemic, that is the HIV epidemic, we think about addressing all these social determinants of health, right? That's something that's thrown a lot around in the field is mm-hmm. how, what are we doing to address these social determinants? And so I became a part of Reach LA in particularly because um, I saw for the last couple of years that they were doing um, ballroom activities. And mm-hmm. so um, Reach LA is a huge supporter of the ballroom house community. And so the ballroom house community is a subculture of LGBTQIA plus people that was founded in the 80s in New York through the movement efforts of Crystal LaVeja. And so Crystal LaVeja um, was a part of these like pageants of like, um, and for context, Crystal LaVeja is, is a black trans woman. Mm-hmm. And so Crystal LaVeja uh, was in a bunch of pageants with other white queens and she was exhausted of the racism that happened within these pageants. So then she started to create um, a subculture of pageantry that was known as the ballroom. Um, And so then the ballroom formed houses. And so that's sort of like fast forward into 2021, there exists a ball and house ballroom and house 
community scene here in LA as well. Mm -hmm. And so Reach LA actually throws the largest ball on the West Coast called the Ovenist Ball. Mm -hmm. And this year is going to be the 15th Ovenist Ball. So that being said, when I applied for Reach LA, I had just finished, um, actually I was in the midst of my undergrad, um, you know, pandemic. And yeah, so yeah. I was finishing my undergrad here in LA, but I was doing my undergrad at UC San Diego. And so the year before, the year, the summer before the pandemic in 2019, I was doing research in Mexico City and I, I focused on social movements that had an emphasis on art making. And so I became connected to some performance artists and I also gave, became connected to the ballroom house scene in Mexico City. So my first ball was actually in Mexico City. Yeah. And so I did a lot of photography and I basically I just like committed photography work to the ballroom house community. I think that when I was doing research there, I also was very careful to not overstep my boundaries as someone who was from the U.S. who benefits from U.S. imperialism and very much was there as someone creating a register of the ballroom house movement that was happening in Mexico City. And so then that's sort of like what gave me the advantage when I came to LA and I applied for Reach LA. I was like, yeah, I did research around ballroom house communities. Um, I'm a trans woman of color focused on art making and then I, be and I ended up getting the job at Reach LA. Um, and since then, I sort of have been very focused on HIV sort of health by fueling my, my advocacy through art making. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of like how I've become really involved within um, HIV work. Great, great, great. Oh. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. And, and I, think, I think that's kind of the conversation, right, that we're looking to have. It's like, what are the ways that, oh, I thought you were reading. <laughs> what are the <laughs> ways that, um, that you're able to merge, like, you know, your, yourself, who you are, into the work that you do, right? And also, how are you able to nurture that and mentor that shit with, like, young people in your community, right? So, I know you talk, Celestia, a lot about... No, I just want to thank you both for joining us because hearing both of you just makes me so proud. Like, because like Alejandro said, we've done the work, and so it's now your turn to do it. Um, but thank you. It just it just makes me happy to hear like young <laughs> folks of color, um, you know, in the in the um, in the tea party scene and the ballroom scene, continuing the legacy. Um, it just it just I don't know. It makes me proud to hear you both. And I you. and I think it's more than just continuing the work. It's really evolving the work mm -hmm. because it's a lot different right. from when we were in our twenties mm -hmm. versus what they see now. Yeah. And so, like, taking the work and really breaking it apart, because, like we said, we've said in other episodes, it's like really a lot about unlearning certain behaviors, you know, certain attitudes, and relearning things structurally, you know, how yeah. they're, how we're impacted, um, or how we impact others as well. So it's awesome, and the intersection between these, both of these two. The, the ballroom scene and the and the tea party scene being underground yeah. parties different yeah. yet similar <clears throat> with the same communities and the same for the same reasons yeah. to bring people together to create a safe space really mm -hmm. and so hats off to both of you kudos to both of you guys like thank you so much for like what Charlie said for just being a part of this and for being a part of the community as healthcare workers because yeah. it's important to see us out there, see you out there. So, so yeah. with 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 both of with both of y'all's experience, right? With uh, with working in the community, um, what what do y'all see that really is 
what needs to change in a, the HIV work that we do, right, for this young generation, for the young LGBTQI Latina folk right now, um, whoever wants to go first, like what 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 are those things that you like you say like you know what this is what we need to do different or these are the things that I see in my community that we need to start paying attention to and bring into the work that we do. Or what have you done that has been out of the box mm -hmm. to engage with these young individuals? Um, well, basically, I think, you know, just like me working in this field, like, you know, being a person of color, having tattoos, like having no filter, like just being myself, like, I feel like, you know, a lot of the, the younger LGBTQ folks, they need someone like me to represent them so they could, you know, come out of their shell and be like, oh, well, like, you know, just more accepting of, like, you know, people living with HIV and stuff like that, or just the stigma around it of them not even knowing what HIV exactly is or, like, what PrEP is and all that stuff. Just me being an advocate for all of them and looking up to me, like, I feel like it's just beautiful. And, like, I never I never get to clock out. Like, I know sometimes I have to, like, um, choose work and, like, step away from it, but I get DMs, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, hey, I might have had a slip up. Hey, what's that one thing you told me about? Well, it's, like, PrEP, PrEP, whatever. So I'm like educating them and I basically just educating them and letting them know like, or even the judgment that I get, you know, like, oh, well, are you HIV positive? Like, why are you doing this? And I don't know what, like, I get yeah. that so much where it's like, well, I don't even get upset about it. Like, I just, you know, like, well, let me educate you. Why don't you come to one of our workshops or, hey, like, there's this information, like, you know, and then after they're like, hey, like, thank you. I actually had fun at this workshop or it taught me something and it's just like a domino effect. Now they're going to go tell that to one of their friends that are ignorant or just uneducated, you know? Yeah, yeah, thank you. And thank you for saying the, like, real stuff, like, you know, the challenges of, like, having to be on all the time and yeah. answer questions. And then, you know, also, like, the judgment that sometimes come with it. It was like, well, are you HIV positive? Yeah. And it's like, well, what does that really mean? Like, if I were, like, what was, what's the bad con negative connotation behind those right. things, right? Or how does that change our relationship? Like, are you yeah. going to stop being my friend? Yeah. Are you yeah. going to yeah. follow yeah. me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. what's the issue? Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Right, I think going off of what you said, um, sort of being a healthcare worker, being um, like a socialite that is also focused in health, I think yeah. that we oftentimes are never off. Right. But you deserve to be off. No, yeah, yeah. so I finally like, you know, like realized like, okay, no, look, I'll get back to you tomorrow or, mm -hmm. you know, it's too late right now. Or maybe I had a drink or two, maybe you had a drink or two, like, let's just like, let's just cut them off right now. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. I'll just get back to you, boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I hope yeah. you, you know, too, like other, more than just being an influencer, you're like a mentor to yeah. these young kids at the tea party. So I yeah. really do see yourself like that. Well. No, yeah, I do. And I love it. And I appreciate like, you know, I even recently I had people come out to me that are living with HIV that, that I would have never expected for them to even like be that comfortable telling me, you know, because I'm not gonna lie, me growing up in the tea scene, like I was a bitch. That's what the tea scene, for, like they wanted you to be, you had to be that bitch. Like mm. if you're not gonna walk in there with an attitude, then someone's gonna have an attitude with you. Yeah. So mm. like, I mean, I feel like I did a 360 coming from the tea party. So I, I'm kind of glad like I broke that barrier of people to actually like come up, come out to me and like just, you know, be a complete open book with me. Like mm. I like the other day I was like, damn, like I appreciate that. That's what's up. Yeah, that's like, what's oh. up. Hell yeah, you deserve that, you know? And I think that, yeah, like, we talk about these things, right? About, like, you know, 
who we have to be right like growing up like in our identity and our in our and as we're figuring out and as we're developing as as individuals and as humans you know and we go through our process like you know sometimes the places the be the environments that we're around like you know shape us to be a certain yeah, way exactly. and like it really takes awareness and work and knowing that you know it's gonna there's gonna be ups and there's gonna be downs but to find yourself in a space where you become who you truly want to be or your genuine person you know yeah. and that journey is is different for a lot of folks and i think that's that's the beauty of of being part of our community right that we we all navigate this experience in different ways and we're all able to like take things from certain experiences but at the end of the day it's an individual journey and you know it's it's a it's a path towards being our genuine selves right, right. but it, there's not a script that we can follow or there's not like a pamphlet that says if you do this 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 is this, not this, this is gonna make your cis queer experience great your trans experience great like hmm. no we learn truths different ways right, right. so I, I think going back to the question of like how are the ways or what were the ways that you were able to bring in like your photography like you know into the work that you do like and inspire or create like programs like in, in particularly Celestial I want to talk about the queer trans non-binary youth magazine that you spearhead over there at, at Reach and, and that work because I attended your event at um, one of the local bars in downtown LA and it was it was fucking magical like I don't know what other way or phrase to say just being in that space where people were just like their genuine selves and seeing that and breaking those barriers that should never be there but that are created and just having conversations in that space right right um well i kind of do want to revisit what you said earlier yeah. about what is not working yeah 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 um and you know i think that the more we treat our community members that come into our spaces with a very clinical model that they're clients that we need um, numbers met that we need to treat them as data is really outdated it's really outdated it's very hegemonic it mm -hmm. makes it contribute to this like complex that all they come and get a service and then it's over I think that we need like I mentioned before how reach LA, um contributes to health is in a more holistic approach and that's sort of how I've really addressed health personally like Celestial and even how I address art so when I created the queer trans magazine production program at Reach LA I was very adamant particularly to focus on youth voices because Reach LA doesn't have a history of working directly with youth and if they do that was like in 2009 yeah. so yeah. That, that was a decade ago that was a decade facts. ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no shade and so it's just facts and so I think that I really wanted to transform what that looked like and so when I developed the Queer Trans Magazine production program, it was a way to not just give youth the opportunity to advance their art efforts, but also to really advance their financial efforts and their career goals. And so I would, not only did I, you know, have a workshop with them, was facilitated by someone other than me as well, because let's face it, a whole program ran by you, by you, you're the face 24-7, it also doesn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so... It's taxing. Yes, yes, it's very taxing. And so I brought in, like, other people from the community that I've been working with for the past few years as well to lead, to lead programming with me as well. And so 
for the Queer Trans Magazine production program, from the beginning to the very end, it was very like, how are you doing? What can I do to support you? Um, I want to offer you and make sure you have the tools to create these works, right? But it was also a little high stakes. I'm going to be very, very um, transparent because these some of these youth had never even made a magazine. I never created artworks to be submitted into something, and it was a 11-week program. <laughs> so, and they were all, a lot of them were in high school. Okay. So maybe like one or two of them were in college. So it was very, it was a kind of high stakes, and they were all aware of that. Some folks didn't make it, some folks did continue. Um, but that being said, they all had the opportunity to make a work around identity. Um, I did, I did, was very intentional, and I was like, you know, Please make it about your sexuality. Please make it about maybe like lack of sexuality. Please make it about gender, lack of gender, and all these things. And I gave them the tools to feel empowered, to say their stories on their terms. Yeah. And so this 11-week program, we worked and we worked, and it all came together to a 20-page magazine. And everyone ended up making the name or deciding on the name to be Captura. And so Captura sort of like symbolize their captured experiences Captain. into one magazine. Capture was a little awkward. Everyone was like, no. <laughs> and they were like, Captura. And then everyone was like, yes, Captura. Um, I will say that I was a little bit worried about um, the cover, the cover of the Captura magazine, mm -hmm. um, only because some of the youth had already made enough work. And they're like, we're tapped out, Celestia. Like, we don't know what else to make. And I was like, that's valid. So I took it upon myself to have a photo shoot with my partner. We went to the beach. I kind of like, when I was thinking of the word capture, I was thinking of reflection. And when I was thinking of a reflection, I was like, okay, so I took mirrors to the beach. Oh so my, my so my partner oh, and I like cool. ended up shooting like this photograph. Um, and the, this is the cover of Captura and they chose it, not me. Mm -hmm. um, I chose something else completely different. And they're like, we want that one. I was like, okay, well here it is. <laughs> so um, it basically was my partner who is a trans masculine person um, who was holding a mirror to his face then the mirror was in the shape of a circle so like the mirror kind of became his head and so in the in the photograph it's like the mirror his hands holding the mirror and then you can see some of his chest so you can see the scars in his chest as well so all of the youth were like we feel like this represents us the best because there's something very queer about the photograph and we think that it gives a person the opportunity to think about how do your stories reflect in works you want to see um, and so yeah and so for me I really wanted folks to feel empowered in this process um, and so that was just one of the programs that I did at the top of the year and that was my way to contribute to sexual health efforts by leading a program or co-leading a program because it was also led by other artists um, to just give folks a new and refreshing experience when working with agencies that are revolved around HIV care. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a, I'm like, oh, where's her copy of this? Man? I know. I'm right like, now. Like, Good sure. yeah. subscribe. Like, you know, what's the yearly subscription rate? Yeah. I mean, that's that's just, I mean, it, it shows the different levels of this work, right? Yeah. Again, like, taking this work and making it your own, right? For those who are either interested in this line of work or who have been in this line of work, um, for me, it's like about owning my piece. Like I, I want to do this my way, yeah. and I, I think the three Banjotos kind of was born from that. Yeah, so, yeah. like, to see both of you taking your piece of this pie and being like, "I'm gonna make it mine, and this is how I'm gonna do it," <laughs> it's just amazing. It's amazing because yeah. you put your soul into it, and 
It shows. Yeah. It shows. It absolutely shows. So. I want to know from uh, Skittles, because I know you're a, a successful makeup artist, so mm-hmm. how have you used like your art as a makeup artist to educate your peers? Um, well, in the past, like, you know, I just, like, Instagram live videos with Ultimate, and I would just do, like, a makeup, like, one-on-one, like, you know, just teaching them how to do, like, a drag queen eye or just a cut crease or whatever. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, I would bring in the audience, so there was the viewers there. And then once we were, like, you know, so comfortable with them, like, I would just, like, ask a random question about HIV or, like, a little, basically just a little pop quiz, just throw yeah. it in there real quick. And then, you know, there was actually people that were asking questions, and I'm sure, like, that one question, there was a lot of, a lot of other people that wanted to ask, too, but... You know, some of them are just shy or maybe they learn something. So I feel like, you know, doing like lives and stuff like that or just like on Instagram posting about it. Like, I feel like it like, like it goes a long way. Yeah. Like Basically. using those platforms. Yeah. Right? yeah like for using sure. those platforms to also like, yeah, definitely like put your works and, and what you're doing and your personal stuff out there. But also like, you know, supporting and helping community. Yeah. Um, I have a question for y'all. So I know we talked a lot about like, you know, the, how you bring in like the work that you do and like everything and y'all shared with us like your experiences with that. What would you say to a young person that's interested in becoming and working in the HIV field? Like what are the things that you, what are kind of that advice that y'all would have for them and, and real advice, you know, as, as being queer, you know, people of color, you know, of, of like cis trans experience of like the reality of working with these agencies and working in the nonprofit sector and working because I think you know a lot of times these agencies are like oh like we want people from the community and we want yeah. this but in reality it's like what's your investment in community you know so yeah so yeah. The, the, whoever wants to take tackle that one first I mean um, I would just say you know like how I started off like I honestly I never pictured myself doing this like I didn't but just volunteering like I actually like um, I loved it like you know, just thinking about me growing up and having, like, you know, some of my friends that were, like, dying from HIV and that have died mm-hmm. from HIV or that, you know, turned to drugs, like, oh, it's a death sentence, I'm going to turn to drugs. And, you know, they just didn't mm-hmm. care, like, so, you know, like, I like I just want to teach all the young people coming up, like, it's not a death sentence, it's not what it is no more, mm-hmm. like, you know, to just be an advocate and volunteer the same way I did. And if you really have a passion for it, you know, you're going to go, you're going to go really far in this field because you, you could be book smart, you could be hood smart. And I'm from mm-hmm. South Central, so... I'm so smart as fuck. What's up, Florence District? Right? So, yeah, just, you know, just be yourself. Um, You know, be yourself. Be open to your sexuality. Try new things, you know. Like, discover yourself and just volunteer. Get yourself out there and you'll feel good about yourself at the end of the day, whether it's a check or not. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think... um, well, I grew up closer to Manchester. The one who I said Florence District, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. I'm like from Sela and South Central, so mm-hmm. live by Florence, live by Manchester. Yeah. All in between, yeah. right? Me too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and I think for me, sort of like what you said, like, oh, you wouldn't even have known that you were doing this work now. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's really about just bringing all of you to the table. I think that the more you limit yourself, the harder things will be to attain. Mm. I think if you really put, if you put if you put your mind to something like obviously it's easier said than done. But if you put your mind to something that you think you can't do, then it's like you're definitely not going to do it. Right, right. Yeah, definitely not going to do it. So I think it's really more about being open-minded to the possibility of 
of of like being limitless really i think that's sort of like what i would bring first and forward to the front and you know if you're maybe in the hiv field and you're kind of like i'm going to get a little academic not like bring out like a thesis or whatever but, <laughs> but more and Do this, this, this could be you. a whole thesis though yeah. like what i'm about to say like if and particularly because i'm also from the hood and i think about how oftentimes underserved populations don't have the resource to know how to finesse yep. right and so like for me one of the reasons why i was able to be so involved in the lgbtqi plus community was because i was finessing the school system i was making sure that i was using any resource they had there and taking it to my advantage and so the reason why I was even able to do research at UC San Diego was because and I was a transfer student keep in mind I did seven years of community college and then I went to UC San Diego after that and so the reason why I was able to do so much research is because I committed myself to like studying abroad because that was something that transfer students didn't do because they didn't have time or whatever but I said nah I'm gonna do it and I ended up getting $20,000 of scholarships to mm, study abroad. Okay. And so I, I think that being said was I just made, I just told myself, like, I don't care if someone says I can't do it because I've been telling my whole life that I can't do it. And so I'm going to prove everyone in the world and myself for the internalized thoughts that I had mm-hmm. on my mind wrong. And so I think it's really about just owning who you are and what you got and then serving it, right? Because I, so I think you can market yourself and you can retransform yourself all the time yeah. um, and also being patient and kind with yourself because we're not perfect we make mistakes we're always growing and if you keep beating yourself up you're not going anywhere yeah 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 damn that was, that was beautiful thank y'all like I think y'all y'all put it in a, in a great context and I think just to kind of follow up in the same of that question is what would you say to agencies to agency folk to like people who want to work with young people that they need to do or the things that they need to change in order to make that accessible and real and like relevant for young people right because a lot of times like i said people want to like agencies want like want one from community but don't make effective investments or like do it the wrong way so or even like our funders like when we had the the conversation the other day um with ayan um in our forms, it's only male, female. They don't include non-binary individuals, mm-hmm. trans individuals, and because of our community advisory board, you know, we were able to bring this to our funders and be like, hey, if you wanna keep working with youth, you need to change how you deliver the message. And what you said, Celestial, is that what triggered me, because it says everything is so outdated, and Joaquin and I have been in many conversations that all these meetings about funders being outdated, these funders been working there for many years and it's like you know you guys need to wake up move with the times because kids nowadays are not identifying at just one or the other right that's true they do need to change the forms for sure like they need to have other options and not only that but change the curriculums because they're so outdated where it's like don't have sex it's like girl everybody's everybody's having sex and yeah. if, you know like if be open to it like why, why well, are you going to tell someone to not do it like you know and basically like if you want someone from the community, you got to put yourself out there and go see what the community is about. Do your research, too. Like, don't discriminate off of, like, one shit that you know about the person. Like, yeah, I know for sure, like, me growing up, like, I always got told, oh, you got all these tattoos. Like, you're never going to be nothing. Like, bitch, what do you think you're going to wear? And, you know, even, like, starting working here, like, 
I was always just, you know, entrepreneur, like self-employed. So when I came here the first day, I'm already getting told to, I'm like, bitch, I will walk out right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do not need this job. Like, yeah. But then like, I just snapped out of it, got myself together and like, yep. you know, mm, like, yep. just toughen up, Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just kind of like voicing back what you said. It's really about adapting. Yes, very so, much that. It's about adapting. <laughs> it's about being open-minded. It's Because we're open-minded with yeah. like, sexuality and gender but then when it comes down to like to buckle up and on your terms not necessarily buckle up because of what they say yeah. but more like buckle up on your own survival i think that's when we really have to become adaptable because right. i i personally agree with you i hate when i come into an agency and i'm being talked down to <laughs> i think like no honey like you can talk with me, yeah. but you don't talk so, down to like, me. Like, are you off at 5 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> the banana parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Right. okay. It's right there. Okay. The banana parking lot is oh right across God. the street. Okay. It's pretty covered yeah. up. It's you can say we were on Florence Avenue. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. We go to oh, Florence Avenue, 111, okay? But yeah, no, th yeah, thank you for that. Because, you know, I think a lot of the times, yeah, like these agencies need to know what's up. Like you just can't come into these spaces and ask, ask, ask from the community without really investing and, and investing in what community is telling you is the investment, right? Not what you think is the mm -hmm. investment, which mm -hmm. is that, which is what I think y'all do so eloquently well for the for your network of community that y'all service and stuff. Um, you know, I, I know we've been talking a lot about like, you know, those things but you know wh how do y'all you know because burnout is real in the work that we do and in a lot of work that is out there right and we've I myself experienced burnout as a prevention specialist being out there testing till 2 and 3 in the morning doing outreach you know answering Instagrams Facebooks like all that stuff yeah. that we the five <laughs> of us here do right mm -hmm. um, but we, we have that passion and that you know we, we don't have a problem with it keep hitting us up for those questions and resources but how do y'all deal with burnout sometimes you know how do y'all deal with like shit like I don't feel inspired today to do a fucking support group because I need a support group myself mm. right mm, like yeah. how has that how has that um, been or if that's been your experience I'm a bad I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bad girl I be working 60 hours a week sometimes <laughs> and then I'm like I kind of have a hard time answering this question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, I'm going, and I think that's a result of also like being jaded from burnout. Okay. Because it's like, I sometimes my, my quote unquote way to get over burnout because I can't avoid burnout. Yeah. Like I think sometimes people talk about like, how do you avoid burnout? You don't. The sooner you accept you're not going to avoid bur burnout, the better. It's learning how to reduce it yeah right? harm reduction yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> burnout reduction it's about burnout reduction yeah yeah like, well because i think i think you know and i think that's real and i thank you for being completely honest and and and, and real about that because it's true because if you think about like these things that are ingrained to us you know as like brown folk as like you know people that like always have to work right like even through like our our, our chosen and our, our bio families of like this mentality of like tienes que trabajar tienes que estar haciendo algo you know and then throwing the piece of like that responsibility that you throw on like this is my community and blah blah so thank you for, for being honest and sharing that how about you Skittles how do you handle um, the burnout or well like I said like I barely like recently started even though I could sit here and say that I oh I learned how to learn how to cut it up but 
Girl, I don't. Like, sometimes I just feel like I've been doing volunteering work all my damn life. Like, I've always, like, had people live in my house. Like, you know, gay friends that don't have nowhere to go. So I feel like mm. I've always been there for my community regardless. Yes, so I feel like even now, like, just knowing how to, like, turn that off. I'm like, damn, like, oh, I'm just going to read it real quick. Or I'll, or I'll even be like, oh, I'll just reply to you tomorrow. Like, you know, let me get back to you or let me find out some info. But... Other than that, I like to travel and party. Like, I'm going to Houston this weekend. It's going to be lit. Yes. (laughs) And I do want to offer, like, going back to this idea of traveling and partying, like, I don't want to say that I don't have any sort of reduction. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know. What's the real thing? No, I'm going to victimizar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can. I do. Like, sometimes I just, like, like, okay, so I'm currently binge-watching the contemporary the the contemporary charmed okay i don't know if y'all ever saw the original charm mm-hmm. it was like on tnt oh, oh yeah 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 oh, okay, with, okay. The three, with the, the, the three, three witches girls, yeah, the yeah, yeah, girls, yeah 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 three white girls three white girls you know <laughs> now this new one is like they're all women of color oh, and two okay. of them are buriqua and oh, the other one's okay. a black woman um which buriqua and black women can be interchangeably right yeah but um yeah so it's i'm super into it i'm binging it and on sunday um i just stayed in in bed all day long binge watching charm that's, that's all i did that's like my partner was like who are you and i'm like uh <laughs> yeah. taking care of myself like, <laughs> yeah, like i'm a program manager <sighs> and, she, and always on yeah, yeah he was very concerned he was like you're working more i'm yeah. like okay do you think a promotion means you work less i'm confused okay. <laughs> <laughs> like girl what do you boy yeah. what do you mean like yeah, I don't, yeah, what? yeah but yes i do sort i do like kind of do mindless things to like Reduce the burnout, like lay in bed, do nothing. I've been reading more. I'm currently Ooh. reading Zami by Audre Lorde, which Ooh. is her mythical biography. Okay. So it's um so it's like an autobiography, but like fantasy in it. So it's like a mythical biography. Very it's very interesting. I'm really into it. Um so yeah, reading TV, yes, um, yes. mindless TV too. No, no, I'm not trying to watch a documentary right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I want to be off. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel that. I totally feel that because sometimes we're we're hanging out, right, the three of us, and we're like nothing about work, like nothing. But I about, think that's like, hard. It like, is very, very like, hard. Like I think of you, I feel like you're always on. Like yeah. even though you're saying like. Oh, we're partying, but somehow work comes into play. But it's just in your nature, and it's our yeah, nature yeah. to always be educating others. You know? And that's yeah. true because my sister's in the field too. So if she'll come home, she'll be like, "Oh, girl, I got this client, that client," and there goes me. I'm like, oh, "Don't talk about it." But then there goes me. Oh, I had this client. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was this lit, and it was yeah. fun, and oh, it's well, just, we, it's just a habit. Maybe we start a network, a support group for folk that right. work in the field, and just talk about all these <laughs> successes and challenges and everything. Call it burn. Well, I just hope that when y'all hit that that line that's like you know i have to i have to step away that y'all just step away like even yeah. if it's for a little bit like you yeah. said yeah. even if it's yeah. just for of that course. binge watching sunday or that dallas tea party that you're about to attend to or whatever is <laughs> happening like yeah I, I'm, I'm glad you're both taking that time to step away even if it's just for moments because mm-hmm. we all do we all step yeah. away even if it's for just a couple minutes we all do and it's needed in whatever line of work you do it's just needed it really is. that's goes for everything just social media School in general so like, yeah. it's so addicting where you just gotta be like do not disturb everyone just leave me alone yeah. take that time to just do you watch your show and setting our boundaries right. learning how to say no is challenging right. we can, we just but the same way we learn that behavior we can unlearn it and learn healthier behaviors that that help us out and stuff so yeah, I'm a I'm a Scorpio, so I see you. 
are, we, we are about to enter Scorpio season, so I'm not going to say anything I negative. I see you. No, I see you. And, like, even when I try to disconnect and be on my phone, I see, like, an influencer's profile. And I'm like, hmm, how can, like... I use also this model of uplifting myself to use into my work, yeah. right? So yeah. I get it. It's like we're always on. Also, what we, you mentioned earlier about do not disturb. Sometimes I just, sure. when I get home, I, I leave my phone in my purse. Yeah. I don't take, I don't like, you know, sometimes when you get mm-hmm. home, you're like on your phone. Like, no, I'm just like, my, 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 my job pays for like, I think, $20 of my phone. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a work phone. <laughs> yeah. We have like... Yeah. Our, our personal, phone, personal phone is yeah. the work phone mm-hmm. so I sometimes just stay away from my phone yeah yeah, yeah. so before great. we get out of here and wrap it up um, any last thoughts any last any last advice that y'all want to give to any of our listeners who are interested in doing this work or who are doing this work just you know just anything and that's a question for everybody YouTube too I'm like, like y'all go for it no just kidding <laughs> well y'all um, can answer too yeah no for me like I, I I'm again thank you for coming I also started in the HIV field at 19 so you know oh, wow. like Skittles I never imagined myself being in this field my first job was like oh just go out and hand out condoms I'm like sure you know and yeah. through there you know in my undergrad I hadn't even you know decided on a major and I decided on social work you know and now that I went back to school my career has kind of led me to public health Mm -hmm. so again for me I was also very young when I started and so now I'm one of the oldest (laughs) but um, I'm glad to see young folks who are doing the work and not just doing it but are passionate about it and that's why like listening to both of you I'm just in awe like I'm sorry I haven't said much today (laughs) but I'm just in awe of (laughs) the the two of you of how much passion and dedication there are to the field so thank you thank you well thank you for having us definitely like you know I feel like confident like I was all nervous at first but now I just feel like it just everything just came out naturally like Mm -hmm. and I love it like I do feel like I'm proud of myself for coming into this field and everything that I do like I look past like all the shit that I've done like I'm like damn like I would have never thought that in a million years like literally like and it feels so good just to, like hear people that actually like compliment you or tell you like damn I love what you do or like I'll just be at a bar and they'll just tell me like girl well, what do you do blah 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 and I'll tell them and they're like oh my god no way and they'll just give me a hug or they'll be like thank you for what you do for the community so all that little reminder just like makes me happy and confident in what I do cool. for sure nice um, kind of what I said earlier I think it's really about bringing yourself to the table, like all of who you are. When I start, when I became interested in working in the HIV field, I was a little bit skeptical because I have a BA in media, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I think being media savvy is very contemporary, and so like a lot of the job field is looking for like, yeah. oh, you have you have experience in HIV education. What about social media? Yeah, like yeah, it's um, it. I I don't want to. It's kind of unfortunate because there's like a. There's like a learning curve there because mm-hmm. like social media is very new. Mm-hmm. Like obviously Twitter and all these things have been around for the past couple of years, but it's still very new. There are new sort of like there's in then social media is also kind of an oppressor with the new ways that algorithms affect yes. what we are ingesting yes. and what we cannot ingest. Exactly. And so like it's really a learning curve. And so I would just say that when I came into the HIV field, I have a background in art making, art production, and cultural strategy, and I brought all of that to the table to say 
hey, like I want to be able to commit to the HIV field, but these are my tools and how I know that I can transform the landscape for HIV health by using these these methods. And so I would just, again, advise folks to bring all of you. I'm sure that whatever talent you may have, if it's writing, if it's um, listening, if it's um, counseling, like whatever it is, you can apply it to anywhere yes. you want to go, whether if it's HIV field or not. Yeah, and that's so true. that's just what I would give advice to any queer trans person um, listening today. Thanks, yeah. Thanks. How about you, Alex? I mean, as Charlie, I also started at the age of 19. By by absolute chance, I was working at a taxi company as a dispatcher <laughs> before wow, I man. even. But we had a lot I of what well, we had. <laughs> we, we had a lot of account medical accounts with a bunch of different agencies to transport patients. And over the phone, like just the relationship that I built with some of those accounts, some of those agencies, they were like, "Have you ever?" thought about doing like outreach work for us and I was like mm, no but if y'all interviewing why not and yeah. literally I was 19 years old and I started doing outreach I was still in school I my background is in education like I wanted to be a teacher and then I graduated and I was like I don't want to be stuck in a school <laughs> setting like oh I don't want to be teaching a bunk whack ass curriculum like mm-hmm. I want to do this on my my terms like you yeah. like you mentioned said I said like I want to do this my way and so I mm-hmm. kind of took sexual health and ran with it and I'm, I'm not a shy person i run my mouth quite a bit mm-hmm. and so for me just using my talents in in that sense is you know um taking the information and disseminating it as much as i could and mm-hmm. and knowing that like you both say you know you have friends who are like how do i get into this and really i always tell them well you, you by you asking you're kind of already in this already like in it, yeah. you already know who to go to in case one of your friends needs something yeah. so like mm-hmm. please don't ever stop like thinking about me when your friends need a test a prep whatever it is education um i'm here to help and so i always offer that and talking about always being on that's kind of the, I took that on to myself. I was on vacation in Mexico, and I was still joining meetings, like, right. on vacation, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, and so, like, it, they talk about being on all the time, but for me, it's, I don't mind it as much. I do separate when I need to, but yeah. I think it's about, like, be passionate, do the things that you want on your terms. Yeah. And that's my bit of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Me, and I think I would tell people that are listening to us, one, always negotiate like always negotiate like your pay your your terms mm-hmm. your like where like a job needs you an agency needs you <laughs> a space needs you and definitely bring in yourself but also learn when to set those boundaries and stop because mm. spaces will milk you spaces mm. will 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 want you to give 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 and the return is not matched and that moment that you start feeling that uncomfortableness and that moment that you start feeling like something ain't right like i ain't getting treated right is because that's what's happening, that's what's happening so yeah. be aware of it know that like whatever place you're working for you're dedicated at the time is not the end all tell all like you know your worth and that's why you're uncomfortable with it so don't hesitate negotiate it don't don't hesitate asking for that promotion and if that promotion is not there for you at the time or is not it's okay to go somewhere else and it's scary change is scary it's always going to be scary but change can also be really good and you know and it can be bad but in those bad moments there's also opportunities to learn so definitely that um network with people make sure that you also have a, a a group of people that you can talk to about 
the things that come with working in this field and being part of this field and also like just setting boundaries and like you know like Celestia said and like you said yourself skills like don't answer the phone get a step away from it like you know what i'm gonna have this drink and i'll come back to it in the morning and shit you know or whatever like you know i'm gonna go have this blunt and then i'll answer some questions you know but yeah but other than that you know i think you have five resources here that are more than healthy more than happy i'm like healthy excuse me she's falling in a park this drink you know um Instead, but you know, yeah, you have people here that are to support you, that are willing to, you know, help you answer any questions. Um, but yeah, but anyway, before we get out of here, social media is where folks can find y'all. Um, Instagram and TikTok, Skittles X three two three. Okay. Um, my Instagram is like my to go to, and it's non binary mommy. Yeah, cute. Alrighty, y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Have a great one. Thank you. Deuces.